0: Um, hi everyone, my name is Alice and I'll just be doing the Bible reading today. Um, so it's Acts 2, 42-47 and page 1092 on the Q Bibles. The Fellowship of the Believers They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. the sermon and I'll just pray for him as well Um, if you just want to bow your heads dear God um, thank you so much for Graham thank you so much for a great year at res Um, I just pray that you're with him as he speaks tonight and that his words will be your words God I also want to pray for everyone in here tonight. Um, help us to have open minds, God, and help us to be able to pay attention and listen to what's being said. Um, yeah, I thank you for the church. Amen.
1: Thanks, Alice. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Graham. as has been mentioned. Uh, first off, I just want to uh, thank everyone for organising this night. Um, thank everyone for who's spoken so far. Um, Michelle and I have got a lot of compliments so far, so everyone who's spoken, you're all welcome for free dinners at Res from here on. Um, A few weeks ago, Lauren uh, came to Michelle and I um, and said, uh, would you like to do the talk on faith and community? And uh, I immediately thought, Lauren, good thinking, that makes sense considering our role at the Res. Um, And it's something, thankfully, it's something I've been um, passionate about for a long time as well. Uh, As a kid, uh, I think like most kids um, in church, I was pretty bored. Um, but thankfully I had some friends around me that made um, uh, following Jesus seem pretty worthwhile. That, along with a whole lot of other um, experiences, um, I can see now that communities played a major role in my faith. Just to clarify, when I'm talking about community at KBC and KSR, I'm talking about a group of people living in the same place and or having a particular characteristic in common, as well as sharing similar attitudes and belief. So where do we get Christian community from? The first ever community and the example we can look to is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three distinct and distinguishable entities um, working in perfect unity. In John 1, verses 1 to 3, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. John 14, verse 26, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. The Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit have been working in community since, well, forever. As a result of the triune God, we have the ultimate example of what a perfect community looks like. Further to the triune God dynamic is Jesus and his 12 disciples. When Jesus called the 12 disciples, he didn't just call them so that he could listen to his teaching He called them to do life together. They travelled together, they learnt together, they prayed together, they ate together, and no doubt, plenty of the time, they shared sleeping quarters. This was a tight-knit community who saw each other at their best and their worst. They would have been able to tell you who the annoying one was, who ate with their mouth open, who didn't clean up after themselves in the kitchen, and who sucked up to Jesus. But clearly there's some good things that come out of this time together. They obviously learnt that Jesus was the Son of God, but also they learnt his character while living with him and each other. They became selfless. Most most of the disciples died traumatic deaths um, due to their holding to the belief in Jesus. They became lovers of people, regardless of that person's power or position. They found joy and contentment in the most trying places. We're going to look at Proverbs 27 verse 17 a little bit later but it says iron sharpens iron and Jesus and his 12 disciples certainly did that and inspired them to carry out Jesus' teaching and character into the world. So I'm getting a bit older and I certainly notice this when I'm at res, don't like to admit this to the reses but I'm mid-30s now, I'm getting older and slower and since that I've, um, I've stopped playing football. And I've lost the motivation, I've lost a lot of my motivation to go for runs, to go to the gym um, and to generally just push myself as hard. Not being a part of a football club has made it easier to eat chocolate and dessert um, and just generally not eat as healthy. And I think partly this is to blame Michelle. um, But also not being part of a club that encourages those sort of habits has had an effect. Similarly, COVID gave us the clearest indication of what being isolated from your community can do to you and me. According to the World Health Organization, there's a 25% increase in anxiety and depression since the outbreak, not to mention an increase in suicide and mental health issues. Being alone or away from your community doesn't just affect your mental health, it also affects your spiritual health. When Jesus separated himself from the disciples um, and he was away from his community, the devil knew this was the perfect time to tempt him. Being isolated from your community is when you can fall into bad habits such as sinful thoughts and sinful actions. I want you to think to yourself, when are you more likely to sin? When you're here at church with your fellow believers, when you're at Bible study, when you're at neighbourhood, when you're at res footy, when you're hanging out with your Christian brothers and sisters, or when you're alone. It's pretty clear we were made to be in relationship, and the Bible is very clear about spending time together as believers. There's plenty of passages about this, but I'm just going to look at two of them. Hebrews 10, 24-25 And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Matthew eighteen nineteen to 20 Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. I mentioned before about my eating habits not being as good as they could be, and the Res 5 is in full effect with me. And the saying goes, you are what you eat. However, I would say a more apt saying is, you are who you spend your time with. Now, my experience of sermons um, is that there's a lot of listening um, and not much interaction from the um, audience. So just as a warning, um, there's going to be a couple of things coming up that are hopefully stimulating rather than uncomfortable. I want you to think about the person closest to you, not necessarily physically but relationally. Think about the person closest to you. Think about their character. Are they optimistic or are they pessimistic? Are they fun or not so fun? Are they happy or are they a little bit melancholy? Do you see Jesus in them? His character, his character traits, love, joy, peace, kindness and all the fruits of the spirit. Do they make you want to follow Jesus? I've got a close friend. I've got a close friend who's lots of fun. And we have plenty of laughs. However, recently I've noticed that after spending time with him, um, I have a a, a lack of... uh, Sorry, lost my spot. I feel a negativity towards people in general, a lack of love and grace for those around me. Thankfully, uh, Michelle is pretty quick to notice this and sets me straight. Also, thankfully, most of my friends are a great example and make me want to represent Jesus' character. So my question is, do the people closest to you make you more like Jesus? Now, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to think about this. So instead of at the end of the service, forgetting about what I'm saying, getting you in the moment, I want you to think about, do the people closest to you make you more like Jesus? You've got 30 seconds to think about it. Remember, relationally, not physically, necessarily. Rob's giving me the nod. It must be 30 seconds. Uh, John Comer wrote a book that's pretty popular in the um, Q community. It's called Live No Lies. It says, The people we hang out with rub off on us. The presence of a good spirit or a relational being is itself transformative. So godly people have a great effect on bringing us closer to Jesus. In the same breath, a Christ-centered community also has a major influence on an individual's faith and character. Eugene Peterson was a pastor, a theologian. He wrote uh, thirty book, over thirty books, um, and he's probably best known for putting together the Message translation of the Bible. He wrote, "There can be no maturity in the spiritual life, no obedience in following Jesus, no wholeness in the Christian life apart from an immersion in and an embrace of community. I am not myself by myself." The Acts Church is a great example. Of people who lived out a Christ-centered community, similar to the disciples, they studied the Word together, they prayed together and ate together, they worshipped together, they spent lots of time together, and they had everything in common. The main reason I was really keen for Michelle and I to come to KSR as, as the managers was for us and Annabelle to be front and center in a community that has Jesus as its focus. We've been at Res for just over six months, uh, and it was a bit of an interesting start. Um, Our first day, um, we had Sheila waiting for us in the car park and I didn't didn't realise who I looked in my mirror that I had the police following me. Um, After that, I came inside and tested positive for COVID. Um, And then um, since the police have been, we've also had a visit from the fire brigade uh, and an ambulance. However, we've seen God's hand and his spirit continually through our start at KSR and KBC. Firstly, in how welcomed we felt and included in this community. The jellies were phenomenal with their time. Um, Jellies were phenomenal with their time and making the transition as easy as possible. Our staff um, for just having grace and patience as we learn what the heck we're doing. And our students, friendliness and willingness to go out of their way to help out. Uh, As an example, we had a working bee at Highbury Common uh, a couple of months ago and uh, it was up to about 10 resis uh, gave up their Saturday um, to, to assist us with um, setting up the hybrid Common that didn't particularly assist them. So they moved around wood woodchips, uh, they, they cleaned the playground, they fixed up garden beds, and after I had enough and had gone home, they stuck around and um, painted the cubby house. They're also very willing to chase after Annabelle when she goes rogue, which is often... We've also noticed just general things at Res that represents God's character. We've seen lots of laughter and joy at Res. Um, We see a lot of selfless behaviour, whether it's a student covering another person's duty or someone checking in on someone um, who's struggling. There's lots of different personalities that have learnt to not only get along but enjoy each other's company. We also see people who spend time in the Word, spend time in prayer, both individually and as a group. We, pe- we see people who want to chat about their faith and be challenged in their thinking. So reflecting on that, it makes sense While living at Res, makes me feel encouraged in, my face, in, encouraged in my faith, spurred on towards love and good deeds, and to understand Jesus better through a community who's chasing after him. So obviously listening to me is great, but it's pretty easy to be passive in church. So I'm going to give a a chance for you guys to uh, discuss, which I'm sure you're eagerly looking forward to. So with the person or persons next to you, I want you to discuss a few few questions that I've got up on the board. So I'm going to give you guys five minutes to do this. So the questions are, where do you see Jesus in your community? Do you feel like you're getting closer to who Jesus wants you to be? Are you able to talk about your faith and be challenged in your thinking with the people closest to you? Again, relationally, not necessarily physically. So I'm going to give you five minutes again. So instead of you forgetting out my speech at the uh, end of the service, I'm going to give you a chance to talk right now. And Rob's going to give me a nod at the end of five minutes. Perfect. Okay, you've got five minutes starting now. Questions are on the board. Righto, I think I've got Rob's nod back there. Yep. I, uh, I know this is always the hardest part, getting everyone's attention again. Um, but thank you for, uh, for doing that. I hope it wasn't too uncomfortable. Uh, moving on. Uh, res sounds perfect. I assure you it's not. It's, it's not supposed to be and it never will be, despite how great the managers are. Some students have ne- negative experiences of res. Whenever you have that many people in a living situation, there's going to be dynamics and personalities that grate on you. Second years especially have been in the res bubble for what seems like a very long time. I've got a friend who was at res over 10 years ago. And just to preface this story, this would never happen now. She loved her first eight months of her time at res However, she says the last six months she was totally over it and the intensity of it. She said one night she was so over it and she didn't want to go in, she slept in the back seat of her car. So as I said, it wouldn't happen now. Um, but community can be difficult. However, I would argue this is why we should live in community with each other. Jesus regularly came up against personalities and issues that were difficult though due to his close relationship with the Father and his knowledge of Scripture, he was able to live out his faith in community by choosing to reflect God in any and every situation. And we can do the same thing, whether it's in a difficult situation, when we disagree, when we are tired, when we are over it. This is how God sharpens us to always choose forgiveness, always choose mercy and always choose grace. Proverbs 27 verse 17. Esther, your time to shine. As iron sharpens, so one person sharpens another. There are real reasons for not wanting to be a part of a Christian community. As I mentioned, you might have a bad experience that puts you off. There's time pressures such as work, study, and other commitments. Add in children to that mix, and there's more than enough evidence for being too busy to be in community. It's hard hard to find time for those things mentioned, let alone adding Christian community on top of that. However, I would argue it's too important not to be a priority. C.S. Lewis uh, explains this further when writing about the death of his friend. He wrote, In each of my friends there is something that only some other friend can fully bring out. By myself I am not large enough to call the whole man into activity. I want other lights of my own to show all his facets. Now Charles is dead, I shall never again see Ronald's reaction to a specifically Charles joke. Far from having more of Ronald, having him to myself, now that Charles is away, I have less of Ronald. In this, friendship exhibits a glorious nearness by resemblance to heaven itself, where the very multitude of the blessed, which no man can number, increases the fruition which each of us has of God. For every soul seeing him in her way doubtless communicates that unique vision to to sorry, unique vision to all the rest. That, says an old author, is why the seraphim in Isaiah's vision are crying holy, holy, holy to one another, Isaiah 6 verse 3. The more we thus share the heavenly bread between us, the more we shall have. God created us to be in community. And that community should, and in KSR and KBC's case, it does show God... Through a whole lot of lenses, which helps us understand God and who He is in our lives. This is why spiritual formation is made of many facets, and growing in faith in community is very important, but only one of them. Lauren, and John, and Miriam have explored other disciplines, for example, silence and solitude and reading your Bible. That, in conjunction with growing in faith in community, helps us to grow in our, in our identity more like Jesus and live out his word.
0: Thank you very much.